you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. What can I do for you? Tell me about your services. We sell quality hunting supplies, which you'll need when you purchase one of our adventure travel packages. Imagine it, human. The break of day. You and your team have been stalking a Shatha for five days. In that time, it's killed four men. You see it? Line it up. Take the shot. Blam! It's down. You're the hero. That's what we offer. Not a vacation, but an experience. Your expeditions might be a little tame for me. Tame? A human can hardly take down a feral Varen, let alone a Shatha. Who do you think you are? Well, my name's Shepard, and... The Shepard? The one that put down Saren Arterius? Oh, you do know me. By the spirits! Shepard, in my store! I don't suppose I could convince you to record an advertisement for me. Sure you could. Can we work out a discount? A discount? I'd name my firstborn after you if you ask. Can we record it now? Just speak towards my console. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> no other gun shop has that kind of endorsement. Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 23. And today we're going to talk about the convict. Recruiting the convict for, uh, you know, from the dossier that the Elusive Man gave us. Last time we got uh, Grunt after we went to get Dr. O'Keer who uh, was the dossier that we were given. So let's see if the convict turns out to be who we were told or if it's uh, some other person. Let's find out what happens when we go to get the convict. Shepard boards the prison ship Purgatory to recruit the convict Jack as arranged between Warden Kuril and the Elusive Man. After a brief spat about Shepard's team bringing their weapons on board, they are told Jack is in cell block two and directed further into the ship. Along the way, Shepard encounters guards abusing and torturing defenseless prisoners. They discover the warden is selling those prisoners. Finally, Shepard arrives at outprocessing, which is across a large vacant room. Shepard finds an empty cell there and is instructed by the warden to get in, as Shepard can fetch a hefty price on the open market. Shepard and crew must now fight their way to Jack and then off the ship. They find the console to release Jack but it also opens all the other cells on the ship as well. Jack is released from cryo and faces off against two heavy mechs by herself. Entire wings of the prison ship are failing, with prisoners lost as the guards try to implement a lockdown. The warden realizes he can never take Shepard, but at least he thinks he can recapture Jack. Instead, Shepard defeats the warden and recruits a reluctant and hostile Jack with the understanding she will have access to Cerberus files. Back on the Normandy, Miranda establishes her distrust of Jack, and Jack responds in kind. So, Jack, what do we think about Jack? 
Mm. Hmm. They seem like they need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's extremely true. I I used to really not care for Jack. Um, and actually, I think Mass Effect 3 rehabilitated her character kind of a lot for me. Really did. Um, and Jack is Jack is OK, I guess. Not what I expected. Like when you get the dossier and it's like I mean, we were talking about this just before the show, but but um, you get the dossiers and a lot of times you don't really know what you're expecting. So you get like the convict. And I was not expecting like a small psychotic uh, biotic lady. They do a good job, I think, of building her up as like a biotic powerhouse the way everybody reacts to her and when you're like oh you're coming for jack like oh okay like because there's even the one part where you're the the one uh prisoner's like please buy me and get me out of here and they're like okay like i'll do that but let me just get jack first and like you're getting jack whoa okay you know what leave me here i'm good (laughs) this cell this this is my home now i'm okay (laughs) yeah yeah i yeah here's the thing about this mission for me is is that jack is Jack is cool, but the most affecting part I thought was when you're walking down the corridor and talking to the other prisoners that are just, you know, there. Yeah. Um, Because there's, I think there's just, and there's only three of them. There's the one in the middle that you talked to, he mentioned is like, hey, um, oh, you're getting Jack. I want nothing to do with you, but otherwise kind of gives you the lowdown on the place. There's the very creepy, crazy guy. And then there's the one that the guards are just, beating the piss out of yeah um yeah i don't know there's there's something about that even the first time when i played it it bothered me and it hasn't gotten easier to just sort of see that and be like oh especially with like 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 stuff that goes around in a regular lot like uh on the news and stuff right like like playing through this with like stuff that's been happening the last few years and if everything i'm like made me more uncomfortable than i remember being when i first played this part with the way they yeah. describe, like, taking care of people. Like, we're taking care of everybody that people don't want. And if they don't want to pay us to give them away, we just send them back. I'm like, yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. Well, e- even Zaid, if you bring him on the mission, he comments on the torture. And it's like, if you lost Zaid, like... Right, right. Yeah, it, you, like, you you went a bridge too far for Zaid Masani. So maybe dial it back, y'all. Yeah. If only... If only there was someone in charge of the Blue Suns on this mission here that could have told the Blue Suns, hey, don't don't be doing this. But, well, you know, it's not we, we don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, no, but the other thing that they do, too, is is Jack is in that cell and she's all bound up. And then there what is it. There's two heavy mechs, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she busts out and she takes out the heavy mechs and it's they. They do a great job of, of you know, you know, again, like not only do they build her up like where you get to see everybody else's reaction to her before you even get there. And I think the other thing, too, is they don't call her a her until you see her. Yes. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not familiar with the character list, there is a bit of a, a I guess, a gender bending expectation here that you're expecting Jack to be some kind of like dude. hundred percent. No, she's a. Oh, really? She's a, a, a frail little. I mean, she's she's not very, you know, like physically imposing no yeah she's you know i would i would dare call her petite 
Very, very, but very, very small. I wouldn't call her that to her face, but yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no. I, 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 I could not talk to Jack under any circumstances. I, no, I would be dead. I would be dead so fast. Um, uh, yeah. I, I guess I would be used to it because I, I, I actually had a friend very similar to Jack at the time I was playing this. So when I saw Jack, I'm like, ah, I know exactly who you are. All right. Because I was going yeah. to college at the time, and some of my friends were interesting, so to say. Sounds like, yeah. Did she, like, throw rocks with her brain, or? <laughs> she did do that part, but you did. Ow. She could kick your ass with no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and, like, for sure, when they were like, oh, it's Jack, I was like, so this is going to be some, like, beefy, gruff dude. Like, 100%. I, I hear the name Jack, and I think of... Well, I think of the samurai, but also, um, yeah, like a guy. I just and and every here's the other thing. Every other prisoner you see in this in this uh, prison ship is a dude. That's very fair. Yeah. Actually. yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So I think the game is really like priming you to to expect, you know, and then to see her. It's a, it's a good surprise. Um, she's very saucy. Uh, I always I always bring Miranda. Uh, just to, so I can really like get off their terrible relationship uh, yeah. just right from the jump. I brought Miranda and Grunt, and it was very funny because Miranda's like, uh, I'm not sure about how I feel about this. And Grunt's like, I like this girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could we have a, a, a Jack? Gr- oh my goodness, a Jack Grunt relationship. That would be fascinating. Wild. Well, I, well, actually, funny story. There was actually supposed to be some like, Story parts with Jack and Grunt that got cut. Oh, huh. That's that's fascinating because last time we were talking about how Grunt is very like pre personality, like he needs to formulate who he is, and just trying to imagine Jack having somebody to influence in that capacity. I mean, we've seen, I mean, like Shepard kind of influences all of the crew mate, you know, the crew members to varying degree, depending on how you want to play your Paragon and Renegade or whatnot. But to just take, take Jack, because even then, like, I know you said, like she gets rehabilitated a bit in Mass Effect three, like Shepard has the opportunity to begin to break down some of her walls. Like she is so guarded from her past mm-hmm. and you know, uh, you know, and, and and so hard to get through to, um, that, you know, you know, to to take somebody like that and to give her, basically, like you know, a virgin mind, for lack of a better term, you know, in grunt and just, you know, let her. Oh my goodness, I I, I would kind of want to see that. It would be it would be terrible, and I feel like there would be a mission in the next Mass Effect game that that you have to kill the two of them. <laughs> but right. <laughs> That'd be fascinating. Oh yeah, and like like whereas Grunk has no experiences, she has tons of experience. She has too much experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of feelings about the way things should be. And to be fair, it's not all her fault. I mean, no. you know that she, no, she, she. I mean, she went through some some stuff. Uh, you know, as a child that you find out. Um. And even then, that's what she kind of talks about when she demands the, you know, the, the only reason she comes along is because, you know, she sees the Cerberus logo and she is immediately distrustful of you. And then you're like, okay, look, I'll give you information about Cerberus, whatever information you want, because I'm, I'm Shepard. I can pull that off. Right. 
And then, you know, and that's that's kind of how you have to get lure her onto the Normandy. Well, was, to be like, look, I, was, we can give you the qu- answer to the questions you have. Yeah, I thought it was funny when I was like, like, I'm not here to hurt you. She's like, you sound like a pussy. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Fuck I, you I too. A, <laughs> yeah, right. I took a much, I took a harder, and I'm pretty sure you're right. Like the literal dialogue line is, she just sounds, wow, you sound like a pussy. Um, that's what she says. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was I was much less polite, and I was basically like, "Look, do you want to die here or leave, idiot?" Um, which she also doesn't take. I mean, there's really no way to win her over at the start of this. Like, you can no. be nice to her, you can be mean. There is no, no. She, she just hates you for being on a Cerberus ship, which turns out it ends up making sense. But yeah, yeah. If if, if we can go with the uh, analogy of comparing sentient beings although not an alien in this case but people to, to to dogs in particular um i mean she's the dog that was mistreated that you try to pet it and, and take care of it and it's going to try to bite you because that's all it knows yeah that's very fair yeah. like i like the only problem i have like with jack is just i don't like the design of her top it really bugs me a oh lot. i was going to bring this up like two minutes ago yeah it's i found it so um and and I, I'm going to say distracting and not distracting in the way of like, oh, hey, look at her almost exposed boobs. But like distracting the way of like that. Nobody would wear this. This is stupid. Like it, it looks doesn't look comfortable. Ridiculous. Yes. I think, though. Well, one, I think it's there to show off all her tattoos um, because she is, I mean, completely. She does have good up. ink. Yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah, is the tattoos are awesome. So that part's true. But also, I think it's, I, I mean, it, it fits with her personality. It's distracting in a way that's not aesthetically pleasing that you're, that like, you know, it, it's intended to ward you off. It's, in, you know, it's it's the visual equivalent of like spikes on armor. That yeah. It's, it, it's, it's there to be, it's there to make approaching her a, a hostile act. Well, I mean, mission accomplished. Um, yes. Because definitely, and I think after her loyalty mission, you can unlock, like, I don't, I think it's like a leather jacket or something, something where it's like, you still see a good amount of tattoos, but it's no longer this, like, what is with these, like, suspender things? Like, I, I don't know, it's just so weird. I'm with I'm you, trying to figure, like, like, figure how it works just, is, like, how does it stay in place at all, or... Seems very impractical for combat. Like, the whole thing, it just, it's I don't biotics. know. Yeah, but yeah, fair enough. That's true. She's uh, could be biotics. Yeah. I, I, I want to get her a nice like turtleneck combo, like maybe that <laughs> a nice little you know comfortable pair of jeans. <laughs> How about like, like, here's a t-shirt? Just fucking wear a t-shirt. It can be like a cool death metal band. Just wear, I mean, wear a fucking t-shirt. I mean, she could have no t-shirt at all too. I'm, I'm okay with either one. Do you do sure. you? You know, it's like Does, more freedom to you, Ohio, where we allow it. So. Does the Mass Effect engine give off a lot of heat? Because she is over an engineering by the engine. Like, is she maybe in a hotter part of the ship where it makes sense? Like, that's why she's hanging out over there? I mean, essentially, she's hanging over there because it's basically the equivalent of the basement of the Normandy. And she's just trying to get as far away from everybody as she can. Yeah, it's the, the, the area with the less traffic is where she's heading to. She doesn't want to meet yeah. people, doesn't want to talk to people. Which, it is probably which, hot down there because there's there's just a whole bunch of pipes. So. Well, maybe maybe Naka is, is like uh, it's at the bottom of the, the Normandy, so heat rises instead of falls, so it might be colder. You know, it, it's interesting though that you get these twelve people, and they all pick out their own room on the ship. Like, okay, like I get like why Jack is alone. She's not the friendly type, 
Um, Zaid, as much as he's a lone wolf, I can kind of see him finding like somebody to kind of, you know, hang out with and, and, and throw a few back kind of, you know, he's, he, he's not, he's not completely unpersonable. Um, you know, Garrus is, Garrus is very, I feel gregarious. Like he could, he doesn't have to be in the front of the ship. I keep bringing Garrus and Tally on missions, feeling like the two of them should have more of a bond having been on the oh, first Normandy. And I never see it. I know. And I'm just like, like I brought them to, to meet Liara, which we'll get to, you know, at, at some point in the future. And it's like, there's just like, nothing like this. Should, I, I thought it'd be like a group hug. Like you're supposed to have a you know, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's like, they're just standing there. And like, it's like, I'm trying to ship you. Come on. Get on board. Get with the program. <laughs> like, we eat the same food. High five. Not even I, that. I, I think Garrison and Zaid would hang. Like, would, I feel like actually. those two would definitely yeah. hang. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like Garrus would be like, okay, like, how did you, how did you do it? How, did, how have you gotten to where you are? And plus, they could all talk about, like, their facial scars. Mm-hmm. They could. They're all mm-hmm. facial. They also probably could, like, uh, go to the fire, like, Pretty sure most of the, these these go to a fire rangers have like a little like a competition with each other. Oh yeah, in, shoot some cans, you know. In some ways, G- Zaid is like Garrus in twenty years, if things don't play out a certain way, or if things do play out a certain way. You've got the history of backstabbing. You've got the like I said, the facial scars and their their outlook. As far as, you know, they do what needs to be done, you know, sort of putting the mission ahead of it, you know, or putting their goal ahead of, you know, everything else kind of thing. Um, and I think there, I, I think, yeah, there, there's, you know, talking about like Jack and Grunt earlier, I think there's an interesting universe where like Zaid and Garrus go off together. And, you know, if Garrus kind of takes back his, his uh, I don't want to say worship of, of Shepard, but if Garrus doesn't let Shepard influence him as much and instead like falls under Zaid's sway. There's a definite interesting outcome there. And again, I feel like it might be the kind of thing where you, maybe you don't have to kill the two of them, but you have to go in on a mission, stop the two of them from what they're doing, and then like sit down and have a stern talking to with them. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, get your heads out of your asses, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but there's nobody on the crew for Jack to hang with, other than Grunt. No. Like, like, to your point, like I, I, she could have probably corrupted the, the shit out of Grunt. Um, oh, yeah. That, that might have been interesting. Well, I, th- I think there's an interesting arc there where she corrupts Grunt and then maybe she even starts to torture him a little bit and be like, okay, like, you know, how does it feel to be the torturer with the childlike mind in front of you? How does it feel to inflict the pain upon that to kind of get it from the other side? And then, you know, maybe, maybe she realizes what she's doing. Maybe she doesn't. Then, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some, it, it could definitely get interesting in some ways there, but uh, yeah, yeah, probably for the best that it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah some, some interesting facts about Jack, though, is apparently some of her character was possibly based on the Jack from uh, Pitch Black. They have a very similar character design, especially with the when they go into the Chronicles of Riddick, the second movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they look almost exactly alike. That's also okay. apparently uh, Jack's actual first real name is Jennifer. Huh. I th- Can you find that out? I think or- that comes Sometimes up in like for- the Citadel DLC or something. It's just something interesting. I thought it was funny. I'm like, really, Jennifer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how did you guys feel walking on to Purgatory? Because 
I remember getting on there and like we said earlier, like you can definitely see some weird things are going on with the guards and whatnot. And I just remember having this odd feeling because like, I, I, I forgot how this mission plays out from, you know, 10 years ago. So I'm, I'm playing through it again, you know, basically for the first time effectively. And I'm like, something's not right here and I can't put my finger on it, but it, it, cause you just keep walking further and further into the ship and I'm looking at some of these hallways, like, okay, like this feels like a kill corridor kind of situation right? Yeah. Like where like I can, I can see they've laid out cover that I'm going to have to fight my way through here. Well, but not even that, like some of the, like, some of the corridors have windows that you see outside. I'm like, but there's like more just inside of a ship outside the windows. I'm like, why is there a window right here that I can see outside? Like right. Kind of like the tunnels on a. I have the the I forget what we're right now. The I think it's the Varia on the first games, like where that lady usually went outside. But like, why is there a tunnel inside of a ship? Why can't I see out of space this way? Okay, whatever. It, well, I kind of figured that was so that they could monitor the prisoners. Like, you want to be able to see what the prisoners are doing wherever. Well, it, they are. if there was a there was no there was no platforms out there. It was just a window to nothing to like just an open space and then more ship. Hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. The, if it was a room, it made sense. But it was like a, like a two by two kind of space. I'm like, what's this here for? It was just something weird. And I was just like, when I walk through the, the things, like I tried to go right the first time. And like, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. You have to go through the science lab to go through, here go, or go through. I'm like, why do I have to go through there to talk to Jack? Whatever. Okay. Well, I think at one point they're like, go to prisoner pickup, just past the super max wing. And I'm like, that's a weird place for that to be. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 didn't occur to me what was about to happen until it happened. I was like, I should have seen this coming. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I literally, I, I felt like I just walked into it. But at the same time, like, when you're Shepard, you can just walk into things. He's like, yeah, it's, I can get out of this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, well, I can spring this trap. I'll be fine. I, there was that. But also, when they when they did that, I'm like... God, Blue Sons, you're really terrible at business. You don't understand how business works at all. You told me your whole plan was to you like to buy, you buy and sell things, and now you're trying to screw over Cerberus. A big probably gonna be a big could be a big client for you. That's not how you do business relationships. They just tell after that they just tell everybody else not to buy from you anymore. Just they can find some other mercenaries to take their prisoners. When, when you finish the mission, you've got the little elusive man recap, and it even says, like, you know, need to talk to Blue Suns about what happened on Purgatory. Like, that's yeah, they also, they also reversed the money, so they didn't get the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Shepard, well, well uh, this, this is such an ill-conceived plan, because on the one hand, like, okay, yes, how much do you think Shepard would be worth on the open market as a slave? Like, you're clearly getting top dollar for Shepard. But also, oh, yeah. how are you going to control Shepard? Exactly. Exactly. This is the guy who took down, uh, you know, took down Saren, you know, kind of took down a Reaper and came back from the dead. So and also is coming here to pick up Jack. He's already pointed out Jack is terrifying. And there's someone who thinks they can control Jack and they want to buy him off you. Really? Why don't you try to mess with that person? They would have done better to say, we're going to give you to Shepard. You know, he's working with Cerberus now. You know, kill Shepard, bring him back to us. We'll give you a bit of the cut or whatever and, and let you go or whatever. I mean, whatever kind of deal they made to, whatever kind of deal they made to let Jack go anyway, I think they could have used Jack to their advantage. Although then again, like who says Jack's going to trust them? Right. I mean, she, she's or a complete wild card. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But also now that they, when they, they, they do double cross her and then like Jack gets out. 
we let Jack out and destroys the ship. It's like now you've just lost your sh- like most of your ship. You didn't get the money from Cerberus, oh. and uh, man, this is this is the, you're just getting lots of losses now. Yes, yeah. This, this went this went as wrong as it could have for them. I don't think it could have gone any more wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's but, the thing. They bet the house when they when um when the yeah. guy was like. I'm gonna I'm gonna capture Shepard and sell them to the Shatter or sell them sell them to the Shadow Broker. You're gonna bet the house on that. And so <laughs> see see that right there, that's why sometimes you gotta let your memes be dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> you reach a little too far and then your entire p- prison prison station is destroyed yep. with just about everybody killed except for that one guy who writes Shepard a creepy letter afterwards to be like, hey, thanks for letting me out. Every time I kill somebody, I'm going to think of you. Oh, yeah, you also that, that shot a... me, so I'll, I'm eventually have to pay you back because mommy told me got to pay you back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that place now, sucked. Well, yeah. Well, was that the guy you talked to who said they didn't want to go with Jack? Or was that the guy who said, I like this. I, I have all the screaming. It's nice. <laughs> That's I think that it guy, was I the think. screaming guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other guy seemed, relatively speaking, pretty grounded. Um, as as far as people in this horrible place for for horrible people go, anyway. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be funny if the guy who you stop from getting punched to death. Oh, it's like I'm gonna kill you, Shepard. Like, dude. <laughs> I in my in my playthrough, man, I did not stop it, and I didn't save scum, and I. I feel kind of bad about not doing that. I just was kind of like, okay. I mean, I guess the non-Paragon thing to do would be to just walk on by, but um, that scene sucks. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's meant to make you a little bit uh, queasy. Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I did think was interesting is that, and I'm not sure if this happens during the fight or if there's like a pre-fight. Uh, monologue but the warden as shepherd's about to fight him or fighting him he basically starts saying oh you know like shepherd like you and you know he's like oh you know i i I did what i did here because you know we we do all this because it's what the galaxy needs it's for the best of the galaxy you know like you you and i are not so different like right and no but the thing is like from a renegade shepherd perspective it's not far off. Like it feel I, I kind of feel like Renegade Shepherd kind of I'm not saying where Renegade Shepherd would run a or I should say mis mismanage a prison colony like this. But I mean Renegade Shepherd doesn't have a lot of room to talk. <laughs> well, yeah. Depending on fair, how so, Renegade you go, yeah. Yeah. True, true, yeah. true. Also say Renegade Shepherd be just be pissed because you shot at them and try to screw them over. They didn't give a shit about the rest of it. They're just like, okay, be dead prisoners, whatever. Try to take a cut of money and whatever shooting at me fucking cross the line sir <laughs> right also true yeah yeah there's just no there's no like sh- there's no version of shepherd where the decision to try and capture them and sell them on on the black market is is like a good call on his part maybe if it was ineffectual shepherd but other than other than that but even then like ineffectual shepherds backed up by uh you know like zaid or grunt or whomever so i mean good luck good luck catching all of them principal i mean it is funny too that 
it is funny too that they're like, look, you can't bring your weapons on here. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, all I do is carry my weapons around. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, fine, bring your weapons. I think like every game there's someone who says, like, hey, Shepard, you can't bring your weapons. Eh, I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> Suck. It. Like, better aliens than you have tried, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, any, any final thoughts on Purgatory? I know, I know we did comment on the name earlier when we we're talking about how uh, Shepard goes to Afterlife, but now Shepard's gone to Afterlife and Purgatory. Uh, so, continuing the, uh, the undead uh, galaxy tour. Yeah. I mean, He's case from hell with Cerberus, so you know. I wonder. I'm still I, mad about that, by the way. <laughs> that Cerberus is dog thing. I'm still angry. I wonder if they didn't name. I wonder if they didn't name Cerberus Cerberus, knowing that they were gonna that like that was who was gonna revive Shepard at the end of at in at the beginning of Mass Effect Two. Apparently, just the f- it wasn't because they didn't actually really think they were going to use servers as much in Mass Effect 2 as they did. It kind of was like a developmental thing. That sounds about right, given that you kind of wipe out... You, you think you wipe out Cerberus in the first one, and then they kind of had to retcon that to make it all make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so I think that wraps up talking about Jack. Do we have anything else to say there? Or I think we're... Pretty good for the moment. For the moment. We're good yeah. for now. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's go ahead and get another crew member. Uh, this will be the other DLC member to go along with Zaid. Uh, so we have to head to the Citadel now. And let's go pick up Kasumi Goto. And yeah, let's just talk about that here. I don't. Th- I mean, we, we get on the Citadel. She talks to you from a little, uh, like an advertisement that she hacks into. And so Shepard starts talking to the advertisement. And uh then you see like she's up on a platform look overlooking and basically she says like, Hey, I'll join you. But the agreement is that you got to help me on a mission to get back my dead boyfriend's gray box, which is basically like his memories uh, from this billionaire weapons dealer who's having a, a really swanky party. Donovan Hawk. If you yeah. fun thing about this, if you ignore her, like if you ignore the advertisement, she gets increasingly more irritated with you. <laughs> like as that feels right as you don't as you just like keep walking past this so like if you because you get there and it's it's like outside it's like it's not quite customs but it's like a security checkpoint um and there's there's uh there's actually a great there's a pair of marines out there um and there's the one like drill sergeant yelling uh at, at one of the recruits like this is a 22 kilo ferris slug feel the weight um yes I really enjoy that, like that. I want to say it's Full Metal Jacket that they're they're sort of aping yeah. there. Um, yeah, it's also a good scene because it, it leaves a little bit of a hint for parts of the game coming up. Yeah, but yeah. So if you if you wander around there trying to like scoop dialogue while you ignore her trying to talk to you, she gets pretty mad. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I also like the part when you when you get dumb talking to her and recruit her. She's like, you probably should stop talking to a billboard. Everybody thinks you're crazy. Yeah. People don't think you're weird, dude. Like, well, yeah. But also, it seems kind of like, like, really, should we talk about this stuff? Like, I kind of was thinking about as a dialogue. Like, should we really ask these questions to a billboard with everybody watching? Yeah. It's kind of big Especially, you're outside customs, so, like, there's a line of people over there. And if they're standing in line waiting, it's not like they're doing anything engaging that they're not going to be like, hey, look at that. Hey, look at that guy over is, there. Is that, How many is that times do you watch? 
Do you guys watch like people like right when you're in line and stuff? You just watch that and you're just like, watch like, man, this is kind of an interesting conversation. Huh. <laughs> oh, oh, all the time. I, you know, I was, I was taking the bus earlier um, and I saw uh, what I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't tell at first if it was an argument or just a loud, drunken conversation. Turns out it was a loud, drunken conversation, but I definitely like put my headphones in transparency mode. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna scope this out real quick. Pretend I'm not looking. Yeah, I, I've had those times where I had someone argue with themselves about the about Wolverine for some reason being an X Men. I'm like, what are we talking I mean, about? Wolverine is absolutely an X Men. I, I know, know that's what I was confused by. I was kind of like, I want to <laughs> talk to them, but I also don't want to get stuck in a conversation with. Them. No, I don't want to talk to somebody who doesn't. I mean, no, I think that's I think that's about right. I don't want to talk to anybody who doesn't know Wolverine is an X Man. Yeah. I'm an adult. I've earned these decisions, these rights. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kasumi, I, I like Kasumi. I think she's a fun character. I, when we get to her loyalty mission, I, it might actually be my favorite in the game. It's, it is up there. It, it is because it's, it's, so, it's so different from the standard. It's, uh, it's perfect arc. It's like a little perfect dark mission, and I love yes, it. Yes, yes. God, I'm looking forward to the new perfect dark coming out. Just I'm hoping it's good. See you in probably like 2024, apparently. But yeah, I know. But, cool. I know, but I've been cool waiting trailer. since 2000. So <laughs> I'm one of like 14 people who enjoyed their playthrough of the Perfect Dark 360 launch game. I enjoyed it too, but it's like it was not the one I wanted. No, no. But yeah, anyway, yeah, so Kasumi's rules, I like that she hacks stuff. I really enjoy, she is the best user of, of like the infiltrator skill set, I feel like, uh, in in terms of your squad mates, because like she, I just love watching her go invisible and three seconds later pop up behind a dude and just, just pop him. Well, oh, that was... She mur- she mur- like just, they, they get obliterated. Yeah, it's great. That was... I I I just did her loyalty mission. So like yeah, when she was doing that, I was I couldn't keep track of where she was. Mm-hmm. And it was I mean, it was kind of fun cuz I mean it, it felt like oh like, you know, like we're both independently fighting our way through this thing here like, you know, together but doing our own thing, but it yeah. like still like she's just all over like I, I literally thought like there were like more than one of her at one point cuz it felt like she was just that much, you know, she was moving around that much. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so we, we recruit Kasumi, and then we have to get through customs, and customs flags us, and they're like, "Hey, we're getting some weird, uh, weird, weird intel on you here. You need to go talk to the the, the head here." And this is where we meet Bailey. I'm I'm sorry, uh, uh, his name is Colonel Ty <laughs> from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, this really got me when I saw him, and he's been in some other games since. But I think this was, um, and I'm gonna have to look up the gentleman's name now. Uh, he's he's been in more games since. Um, but Battlestar like was was freshly done, I think. Uh, when I started playing this game, or maybe not that freshly done. Maybe I had just like rewatched it or something, but. I just saw him, and I still can't. I cannot think of him as anything other than Colonel Ty. I wonder, Michael Hogan. Like my head cannon, my head cannon is that whenever like there's an actor in the game, and then like another actor from a show that they worked on shows up, that 
like that actor recruited them. So in my, my head came is that Trisha Helfer called him up and was like, Hey, I got this role in this game. You'd be perfect for it. You got to get in. You got to get on in here. And, and there's, there's another one we'll talk about, uh, on, uh, Tally's loyalty mission, but, uh, yeah. and he, his character is also like, he's just such a like rule breaking sort of gruff, uh, he, he's just feels a little bit like the same character from Battlestar. And so it's, it, it always gets me, but anyway, yeah, he's, he's playing the type, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, that may, that's probably why they, why they reached out to him or, or something that, yeah, no, ba- Bailey's Bailey's fun because he's like, yeah, he's like, okay, like you can either like run around dealing with bureaucracy for nine days to get your name cleared, or I could just do this here real quickly and you'll just be fine. Oh, and you, you can be a total like hyper space nerd and be like, well, isn't that illegal? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't do that. I think it's funny. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, being dead for a couple of years is a popular tax deck tax dodge. I'm like, wait, how many people tried this? <laughs> Enough for it to be popular, I guess. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, so you, you get past Bailey. And then you're 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 sort of unleashed into into the city. Well, before that, it's like it's it's when you see Bailey, it's kind of interesting because you're seeing the reformed CSEC after, oh, yes, after the battle yes. of the about after the uh, the Citadel attack is like there's a lot more humans now involved in there, and they're in like more higher positions of power because the last time we had them, we had like a they're mostly doing a lot of grunt work and stuff, and like yeah. This guy's actually a captain. He's not a drunk in the bar like the last one we had. Right. This guy would have been a Turian mm-hmm. in the first game. For sure, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Even, and even then, you think about it, you had the human army out front that you pointed out with the full metal jacket reference. You had, the, there was a human at customs to let you in. That you're, you're absolutely right. That just the sheer number of humans in interactable places is significantly increased from before. I think most of the humans before they weren't, they were just like there. They were, you know, either just kind of like bystanders or uh, like you said, like low level grunt work, like nobody in charge. Like, I don't, I don't think you had like a human merchant or anything. Like, I think all those roles were either Asari or Turian. Yeah. And also you're also like seeing like the or way Volus. the, uh, like, or Volus, yes. cause like, I think they're beating up a, a suspect or like nearby. They're not as oh, uh, yeah. as a uh, rule bent or by the books as C sec we last time dealt with was. This is more like kind of C sec that's more of up Garris' alley where they're just kind of like bending and flexible with the rules a bit. They're trying to get more results Which, and not less. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting. Like maybe Garris should come back <laughs> because yeah, because that was always his complaint: too much red tape and too much by the book and. Uh, it certainly seems like the book has become more of a suggestion than a rule. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if you are forced then to head to the Presidium to meet with Anderson or if that was, if you can, you're free to go there on your own. It de- I know that was the next. depends on your dialogue choices. So I, you can definitely say like, eh, I'll get around to it. Okay. Or just not go. Like you can absolutely just never go and never get your Spectre status oh. re-invoked. If. Really? Well, see, I, mm-hmm. see, I would even put aside put aside the Spectre status because that I feel like that's all a tight. I mean, that's immaterial at this point. You're you're Shepherd. You transcend being a Spectre. You are. But, you are the Shepherd. Right. 
but like for me, like I was like, oh, I'm back on the Citadel. I got to go see my boy Anderson. Well, yeah. Because how's he doing? Like, I mean, you know, what's going on with that? Hundred percent the same. Um, I think I, I think I told him like, ah, eh, the council can can bite me. Uh, but I did then fairly rapidly go and actually go have that scene. Yeah, because Anderson's in a meeting with the council, and so then Shepard's like, "Hey, I'm fighting the Reapers again. You guys gonna help me?" And then they're like, "Yeah, the the, the Reapers are a myth. They are they were all just made up by Saren. That that big ship that we blew up that was just a Geth thing that the Geth made. That's why Saren recruited the Geth. And yeah, you're 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 we don't believe you, and we're not interested in helping with the Reapers. And then yeah, Shepard can get all, and then he goes he goes about as well as you expect a Shepard council meeting to go at that point. Yeah. But they're like, I, like, I like got my Spectre status back, but I don't know why. And I, the whole time I was in there, I was just kind of like, why did I save you idiots? I mean, it doesn't go better <laughs> if you don't save them, but man. Yeah, it's just different idiots, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to say something, Kura? Not basically. I was kind of curious, like, like, they're being very rude. I'm just like, like. Come on, Terminus. Like, yeah, those guys went out there. It's their fault. They're being attacked. You know, we told them not to go to Terminus system. Like, uh-huh. Is that how it's going to work now? You sons of a well, bitches. To yeah. be fair, it is, be- it is beyond their jurisdiction. So it's not like they can, even if they wanted to help, it's not like they, I mean, they could probably send some stuff, but they have that loophole to be like, yeah, look, you know, it's not our, it's not our, you know, it's not our yard. But still, like, they, they could be a little more encouraging. Like, oh, you're fighting the Reapers again. Okay, that's. Why don't you keep doing that? That well, sounds like a big threat. Jurisdiction like, is like is it is still one of their allies. Their new council allies is being attacked. Their people are being attacked. Normally, jurisdictions are like not really a thing when it's like 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 that. It's like that's a humanitarian. That's, that's just a what is it? It's not humanitarian effort because it wouldn't be human. I guess uh, I don't know what word they'd use in there. Just still. Other people are being taken. Things are disappearing or being destroyed. That would not be stopped by jurisdiction. It's not and, like someone's well, being like a simple mugging or something. And well, the game, like the humans are not in the terminus systems themselves. They're on the edge and they're there. The game really goes out of its way to tell you or somewhat goes out of its way to tell you is because the other council races basically said humanity go over here. You can have this space. You can't have this other like prime space. This is Asari's and Salarians and Torians. So mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, Nick. Go ahead. No, but but I was I was gonna say though that like they do at least okay. You can have your Spectre status back. Just stay out in the Terminus systems. Just stay. You can kind of go and and play out there or whatever. And we're just gonna look the other way. And you know, like we're not gonna call you after every mission anymore because. That never went well anyway. Yeah, and I think that those parts, I think, are more, right? That part was not because of the, uh, they didn't want to be involved with Terminus there. That one I know is because they didn't want to be involved with Cerberus. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think to a degree, too, because he's, you know, he or she's allied with Cerberus, you know, Shepard, that they're just like, here, we're just going to placate you and you can go hunt your Reapers in the Terminus system or whatever. And, Stay out of Malibu, just, Lebowski. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stay out of our hair. We'll stay yeah. out of your hair. Yeah, and if things go well, they can still say they did stuff by giving your status back. And if things go bad, they can say right. like, "Well, we didn't put any money in things. It's he he went on his own. He he went yeah. It, Which I mean, that's kind of how the Spectre program works anyway. Spectres are free to do what they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they thread that needle really well, I guess. Jerks, stupid space government jerks. 
Yes. Space bureaucracy. But speaking of space government jerks, if you have Anderson as your counselor, after the meeting is when Udina shows up. Yes. Uh, yes. Can we punch him again? <laughs> no, but Anderson does put him in his place pretty quickly. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, go get me a coffee. Yep. <laughs> it's like, this isn't. This was above your pay grade, Udina. Yeah, just shut shut up, Udina. That's great. Yeah, I love how he's like Shepherd, but uh, how are you here? What if the council finds out? Already talked to them. What? Why <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I told? Because you're not the ambassador. Why do you matter? I guess not the ambassador. You're the ambassador. You're not the council member. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's just a nice little a nice little visit with a character that you could just tell to go piss off. I could tell him to piss off every day. It'd make me so happy. So so after you've had your reunion with Anderson, always good to see him. Uh, And yeah, I I think we established, we all chose Anderson as to be the ambassador or the, uh, the counselor. So we we didn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. No, did did anybody else try to get Anderson to join your crew right there? Cause you didn't get the eye. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I mean, I knew he was going to say no. The first time I saw the dialogue options, like, he's going to say no, but I should ask. It's just polite. It was his shit, Even then, sort of-ish. He would still, he would still, he would still be a useful member. He, it's not, you know, I, I mean, he's, he's getting up there in age, but I would have no qualms about putting him into combat. Well, this goes back to what we were talking about uh, on the last episode. The idea of building out not just your squad mates, like your combat squad mates, but if you were building out like a whole crew and they kind of they did do this in Mass Effect 3 in the, in the sense of like your your war assets. Right. Um, Anderson, huge war asset. Oh, yeah. Good tactical knowledge and everything else and just strategies and just oh, like, yeah, so much experience. You leave him running the CIC like, yeah. Well, even then, like any anytime Shepard leaves the Normandy, you know, they used to have the, uh, you know, Exo Presley has right. the helm, you know, I'll, you know, Presley's not there anymore, but, uh, Pre- yeah, you know, Presley's six feet under right now. So <laughs> he is, exactly, exactly. No, but, uh, yeah, you let, uh, let Anderson handle that. This, that actually brings up an interesting question. So Miranda's obviously your, your Exo, but if she's with you, who who's running the Normandy when y'all are gone? Edie. Oh. Oh right. yeah. They, oh they yeah. Know, okay. Edie's. Yeah, because you have Edie. So Edie okay. has the helm. Edie has <laughs> the helm. Okay. Edie. Huh. Yeah. Damn it. That actually tracks. So once you've interacted with Anderson and kind of you know. You know, giving him a good handshake and a, and a hug, probably. Uh, it's time to wander the new. Well, I shouldn't say the new Citadel. It's it's you get to wander the Citadel from a different perspective and see some more of the wards. And it's interesting because, like the first Citadel, it felt like there were layers. Like you had your Presidium layer where you were kind of up, and it felt kind of sprawling in that regard. And then you had your wards layer where you could kind of go between the upper and lower wards, but still. It was, it, they both felt like very sprawling areas, but there were really only the two to go back and forth between. This feels a lot tighter that like each floor is a bit smaller of an area, but they're stacked more. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're going across more floors there. 
um, which it, it, I don't know. To me, when I think of the Citadel, it may, it's probably just like this is like the marketing. Like you think of like the, the bright, sunny Presidium, not the enclosed wards. And it's like, no, you spend like all your time in the wards here. So you get to you get to hang out and see see the how the, how the other half lives. But I mean, you saw the wards before, so it's it's that half again. That's yeah. where you are. I, I can't remember. I had it written down and I can't find it. But uh, there was interesting dialogue with someone like uh, we repairing that they were talking about repairing the citadel and everything else. And every time someone tried to put a bulkhead or something up, the keepers would go like they didn't like that. They get angry. They go fix it themselves and it'd be nice and uh, perfectly aligned, unlike the haphazard way they originally had it. Yes. No, it's Anderson that talks about that. That's where it was. I'm That's like, right, oh. yeah. Well, the thing about the Keepers, um, and one of the things that you can notice is that Emily Wong, who was the reporter that you were talking to previously, is now she's doing the newscast. But she talks about a newscast of a woman that disappeared, and they think that the Keepers took her body and threw it into the recycling vats. Oh, yeah, yeah. So That's- don't get... Too close to the keepers. Just kind of let them do their thing. Yeah. Keep your distance. Oh no, I also have bad. Yeah. What about any like homeless people or hobos? Hopefully oh, they talk they about that, that too. <laughs> no, this this comes up. Um, oh, there's no. definitely a conversation later on. I think it's a Garrus's loyalty mission. Uh, no, sorry, it's in Thane's loyalty mission, where they talk about like the street urchins, sort of the proto Aladdins. Um, some of them go up in the ducks and. They just get lost, and the keepers clean them out, apparently. This game could get dark at times, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it makes... Basically, you have a self-cleaning city. And so, like, if you kind of look at the keepers as in a non-intelligent, like, tool... Uh, you know, almost like a, like you know, an, almost like a, an AI, but not even, not like an AI, like Edie, like a very low level AI. They're, they're like an immune um, system. It, like if the Citadel yeah. was an organism, then the, the keepers are the white blood cells just coming through. So they're saying like, well, this, this don't go here. Let's scrap it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you get allusions to some of that in the first game when they talk about like the one, the one lady always moving her desk and the keepers are moving it back and like, okay, that's kind of harmless little, you know, the keepers are just weird, but no, it's like, oh yeah, like, no, they, 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 they find a body. They'll, they take care of the body, which I mean, if you think about it, that has to make C-sex job so much more frustrating because how, like, how do you even prove there was a murder if there's no body? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and as a criminal, you could use the keepers to your advantage. Like if you want to dispose of a body. If you put it in the right place where the keepers, keepers will come and like help you get rid of it, that, that's a good get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not happy with the Citadel in this game because I really liked the Citadel in Mass Effect 1. Like, I liked the setting. I liked that, two, that like sort of dual layer, yin and yang, the very bright white uh, presidium that you walk around in, and then you have... The very deliberately like dark wards, which, you know, there weren't that much of, but they did a really nice job with the color scheme and it felt big. And the Citadel here feels like really small, smaller, I think, even than it is. It's cramped. Yeah. Cramped is a great word. Um, And I just I don't know. I, I was. I felt like the first game did a better job of portraying that, hey, this is a really huge basically space station with with millions and millions of people on it well i wonder if part of that though is to be like okay like yes like you know this is a huge space station now you've been here before you're familiar with so we can show you sort of how 
you can still feel like you're packed in like a sardine on this massive space station because there are a ton of people on there. I mean, you look out at the, you know, the, 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 the blades of the fan on the Citadel as it were. Yeah. And you just see lights for buildings all across that. So, I mean, you know, it, there, it may be a lot of real estate there, but it's all in use. I mean, it's still very tightly packed and it does it. it yes. I, 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 I think I agree with you completely because I, I wanted when I want, when I wanted to go back to the Citadel, I wanted to go back to the, the airy presidium and, and, he, and you don't even get that because when you go to Anderson's mission, you go right into Anderson's office, which used to be Udina's office. Right. You don't, you don't even get the chance to wander the presidium and walk into the tower or, uh, you know, or, or any of that. You're, 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 that's all fast traveled or, you know, just skipped over. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're stuck with that impression of the Citadel now where you're just in the, in the innards. That you you know you have the windows where you can kind of see out at certain points, but for the most part, you're just going up and down this little section here. Yeah, we don't have right. our, we, we don't have an elevator. Where's my elevator? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can look around Zakara a little, but it it all looks kind of samey, and and for some reason, I think it was literally when I went to the ambassador's office, and the game was like, and that's all the Presidium you have in this entire game, and I was like, what? That seems busted. But uh, no, well, it's it's it'd be kind of like if like in the first game, like they did a game set in like New York, and you kind of get to wander around like maybe like Times Square and maybe Central Park a little bit, and then you're also going like in like you know some some buildings and stuff, and then like the second game, you're just in a building for the whole all of it. Yeah, like the, all of New York happens like you're just in like well, it, Grand Central Station not, or yeah, something, like basically like basically like a train station. <laughs> yeah, with some shopping, lots of shopping. Yeah. Yeah, like it's they they probably the overall size of Citadel locations is at least as big in this game. But you know, it, and then we we're talking about this. I feel like Omega to me felt bigger than it was the if it did Citadel. Ilium felt bigger, and and I found that weird. I guess I, I think they were judicious in how they spent their money and development time to yeah. bring these new locations in. But I just, it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, Ilium is the Presidium. I mean, it's got that open feel to it, at least at the initial part where you've got that overlook. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then you kind of go up and off a little bit and, and, and you're, you're in a few other areas. And I think that's intentional because, again, like they know you know the Citadel. They don't need to reemphasize these traits. You know those things are there. So, yeah, it makes sense they would focus on that. And they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll kind of keep the Citadel standard. But it, the problem is, though, that, you know, like in this in, in this game, you know, because it's a sequel, it's been, a, you know, one of the one of the fun, fun things about a sequel is like, oh, I get to see all my old friends again. And so my old friends being not just like Tally and Garrus and either Caden or Ashley, um, you know, and well, Liara and, and Rex, but also also the Normandy and also the Citadel. The Citadel is a very important place. You spend what, like six hours? Right. Yeah. On the Citadel. For, like, I mean, a ton of time on the Citadel. And of course, then you, you spend a bunch more time there at the end of the game. So yeah, it, it, it's it's very much uh you know the location has a personality. The location, you know, is 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 some place you want to go back to, and you don't get that opportunity. They're just like they just push you off into a corner, and it's not even the same corner you went to before. It'd be at least like at least right. if you went back to the wards and you were in the same lower wards, and you're like, okay, like here's all the same, uh, the same vendors and stuff. Like you get emails from a bunch of the people that you saw the first time on the Citadel. I think like Chorban mm -hmm. and. Uh, 
uh, a few a few others. I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Yeah. So like you hear from these people, but it would have been cool to be like, oh no, like I'm gonna go back to that one kiosk or whatever with the one uh, Solarian vendor and talk to him and and stuff. And, and it's it's not there. Yeah, but you you do get to see two people you you saw last time. So there's that. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, as you as you're uh traveling through the different kiosks and and, and vendors, uh, and once again, as we talked about on Omega, the vendors are all the you just go to the little the little screen to buy your stuff, and then they have a vendor next to it that you can talk to to get a discount. Or if um, you're but, Nick, you don't do that. You go use the yeah. turbo first, and then come. Hey, hey guys, when do we do the? Uh, this is my favorite place in the Citadel mission, and it's like it's not a mission. You just talk to the person first, offer them a cool version of like, hey, going to give you a sponsor. Hey, I'm Shepard. Like, you're Shepard? Oh, my God, you're Shepard? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what do you want? Just a discount? Oh, sure. Hell, yeah. Record something for me. Yeah, I missed that somehow. <laughs> the game, the game. So I, I also, and, and not on my first playthrough, like definitely on a subsequent playthrough, did the same, the same exact thing where... The game trained me, oh, you don't have to talk to these people. They don't sell you things. And so I would go buy up all the good stuff at the terminal and then talk to them. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. And that burns through a lot of money and you miss the fun little, you know, the shepherd quote. Yeah. That we all know Kerbar. Oh, you can, you can still do it. You just oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> the discount. No, I'm, does I'm not, just saying I haven't. Yeah. I, I, I have. I, I have to. I have to go. It's so funny though when you walk by each of the stores, it's like, hi, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. Yes. Like every store, yes. it's like I like all the stores. I like shopping. Consumerism is well, awesome. You know, to to be fair, Shepard has the opportunity to begin relationships. With pretty much every, like, you know, anybody on the crew that they want for the most part, or, you know, plenty of the crew members. And then ultimately at some point, like Shepard's going to have to choose, but Shepard can begin those relationships. Shepard can have as many favorite crew members as he wants. So I think Shepard is just somebody, they're just naturally indecisive. They, they can't well, pick just one. There's that, but I, I felt like Shepard screwed up because he could have said like, Hey, give me like 20% of your profits or something like that. 10% of your profits. And I'll give you a sponsor like for the sponsorship deal. And they probably would have accepted it. He could have been rolling in the money. So if you get a discount, just like every couple items, just have them sit to send him money. This is why Shepard was the weapon smuggler and not the like the the fence or yeah. the actual like business partner. Shepard just rec- collected the weapons and then passed them on. Shepard didn't handle any of the business aspect. Shepard needs an accountant. That's our point. Yeah. Dossier accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> so, but anyway, so the two people that you, you meet outside, I believe it's the Serta Foundation. I forget on which level of Zakir Award this is, but uh, you encounter, I know it's inside, it's inside the Serta Foundation. Mm-hmm. You encounter uh, Rebecca and Michael Petrovsky, who, if you recall, they were the couple, well, not couple, because uh, I think uh, Michael is Rebecca's brother-in-law. They're, they're, fa- they're they, family, she, so... Their family. She she was pregnant uh, when you encountered them on the Presidium last time, and uh, they were arguing about whether or not they should get tested because uh, her husband died of uh, some bone disease or whatever, and she was worried the kid would have the same thing. And so Shepard kind of got, got you know invested in their little personal spat. Well, now they're back, and uh, still the arguing. baby was named. J- still arguing, of course. The baby was named Jacob after her husband. And uh, yeah, then uh, they actually comment like Shepard. I thought you were dead, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been getting that a lot." Like, Jacob, not our Jacob. 
No, I think entirely unrelated. I had that same thought, and I was like, eh, I don't. <laughs> It'd be funny that he faked his death and just. Uh... It was a tax dodge. It was a tax <laughs> dodge. Now, if his name was Ronald, my last name was Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well. Speaking of tax dodges, um, one of the other people that you get to follow up on is Charles Saracino, who you had the opportunity to talk to. Uh, as a member of the uh, Terra Firma party, looking looking for Shepard's endorsement, I think we all kind of were just politely like, "Yeah, we're not getting involved with you," but uh, you know, you do you, dude. And uh, yeah, you can hear on one of the news reports that he is guilty of tax evasion and being uh, sent to jail. You know, they don't, they don't care about you trying to spread like pro-humanism. That's fine. They try to like, do terrorist activities, taxes. That's the real killer. That's well, the, that's how they got Al Capone. I know. That's why. It's, that's why it's very accurate. It's very accurate. And uh, one of the other things that I thought was funny is in one of the stores you can buy the Mass Effect novels Ascension and Rebellion <laughs> for f- five credits each. Yeah, but you all can also do that on Amazon. Just not for- also true. <laughs> Are they only five credits? Hold on. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> well, if you're using Audible, probably actually they're probably one credit on Audible. So let's get into a few of the side quests here real quickly. Um, one of the ones that you'll notice when you first uh, start walking through the, the Citadel, there's a Quarian and a Volus kind of oh, having man. an argument. And uh, the Volus is named Cortoon and uh, the Quarian is named Lia Vale. And there's also a CSEC officer there, Officer Tamert, trying to mediate. And basically, uh, Cortoon is saying that Lia Vale stole his chit because he was in a store and he saw her looking at it, and then he lit, left the store, and he didn't have his chit anymore. And the Quarian's just like, what? Like, I didn't do anything. I think, what, she bumped into him? Yeah. And so, like, he's like, oh, you know, you did, bumped into me, took my chit. And she's like, look, I didn't do anything here. I'm completely innocent. And the officer is completely overwhelmed by all of this. So you have to start going around to some of the various stores looking for this chit so you can kind of get this all squared away. Uh, it turns out the chit is with Marab at Saronis Applications, where that's where Cortoon left it. So then you come back and you tell Cortoon and uh, the officer that the chit is at Saronis, and uh, Cortoon still responds, "Well, she could have stolen it." And oh Tamar gives her grief for being a vagrant, and then Shepard just kind of tells them all to go f off. Yeah, they're they're kind of actually not just kind of an asshole about it. It's like you know, if you ever find a place for Perno, I think you're I'm going to get you arrested. It's like, dude, back off. Yeah, like this this guy was an asshole and very like overtly racist towards Quarians and then yes. was proven wrong and the officer was still like, Well yeah, but you know, Quarians but like dude, no. Yeah, they're like, like it could have yeah. stalled. I'm like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could have done your job properly. Also, they use the word chit way too much in this. Oh, I hate I, I hate the word <laughs> shit. It sounds so annoying. Also, I felt really bad for this quarry because apparently, like, they're living in the the shelters and eating just some paste, trying to survive. Not enough money to really get there, trying to get their uh, their pilgrimage done. And they're, you know, about the pilgrimage. They're like, you know about it again? Some- yes. It's like Shepard is like an expert on quarry and like relations, just because uh, you know he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, most most Aquarians do not seem like Tally and able to take care of themselves. Most of them seem to get really screwed up on their uh, pilgrimage. I, well, see, I don't know if I'd say most, but 
I feel like the Quarians that have their their stuff together, like Tally, you're not going to encounter them. Yes. Because they have their stuff together, and they're off doing that's their fair. thing, and they're all, all in shape. Say, like, it's the Quarians that don't have their stuff together. They're the ones that wind up into trouble, and that's the ones that Shepard's going to come you, across. Did you realize we've gone through three Quarians that have screwed up in this game so far? The one in the, right, the runway. I'm just saying... <laughs> There's there's more quarians out there that we haven't seen. You're just seeing the you're just seeing the screw ups. Three screw ups out of one game. <laughs> it's a big galaxy. It's impressive. It's it's three screw ups, and even then, Tally kind of started off like a screw up too. Because I mean, she was trying that is to true, yeah. Oh, that's fair. She was trying to handle that deal with uh, with fist and the way over her head, like really fast. I don't know. She handled herself in combat pretty well, though. <laughs> she, she did, but I mean, like, like she, the situation, yeah. like, she bit off way more than she could chew. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that kind of bugged me, though, is I kind of felt like it's also a situation where, like, we could also have given this Corian some, like, help, some credits to give them a little help, so at least maybe get an apartment or something. They were like, no, they're like, I'm just going to go to the shelter. I'm like, see ya. Suck it. But, you know, that's interesting, though, because, okay, maybe, 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 let's say I'm wrong for a minute here. And that, no, like, we are just encountering Quarrens. Like, their pilgrimages tend to go terribly. They always wind up in trouble because, they, you know, they, they're they raised on the fleet. They're going to go back to the fleet. When you do, you know, when you do Tally's missions later, they all seem to be handling their business just fine at that point. Well, fine-ish. But, um, like, like, it could, like, this could just be, like, their sign that, like, no, like, Quarrens on their pilgrimage are treated like complete crap. That they go out there. I mean, th this Quarian really didn't, you know, I mean, she's a vagrant, but it's not really her fault. I mean, part of the problem is, you know, they're sent out from the pilgrimage at a young age. They don't really have a lot of knowledge of the outside universe. You know, who knows what they learn in Quarian school about how to, how to handle being out there. And, you know, it, it might be difficult. And they, you know, again, I think if you want to look at like their, the sort of like the gypsy inspired motif for them, that. They're sort, you know, it's it wouldn't be uncommon for them to be discriminated against mm -hmm. just because they're of that, you know, of that background. So, yeah. um, also, yeah, it's also interesting. This mission, you get a credit reward of a thousand credits. Who's paying me? Probably skim it off the chit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's it. That's this? it. We hit our quota. We can't use that word anymore. <laughs> no, one thing that I thought about. Is that when you're doing all the, the various missions and, you know, you find like a, a, a computer terminal or, or something, not even the ones that you hack, you just find a computer terminal and you walk up to it and you access it and you get money. Is the implication that like people are doing online banking at all these terminals and like Shepard's just walking up and just routing the money to himself or whatever as he's going around? Oh, yeah. You, you could literally go to people's offices and just go there. They're, they're, they're safe and just go scared thousand credits. I'm like. But not even, not, not, I'm not even talking about like the, the safes. I'm saying like you go up to a computer terminal, you interact with it. Sometimes you have to do a hacking game. So, sometimes you don't. And it's especially the ones that you don't, that you just get like, okay, here's like 6,000 credits. Like what did Shepard just do? Like yeah, how did you fair. get money out of that terminal? Like what, what was up on there that Shepard's doing? I feel like Shepard's given up weapon smuggling and is now just straight up like bank fraud. <laughs> just, just doing some black, just a uh, dark web shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be like, oh, there was just standing money on this terminal that you stole. I mean, I think it's this sci-fi space age equivalent of just stealing loose change or, well, cash in this case. <laughs> like, oh, you left a roll of 20s over there. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Another thing about this mission, though, is uh, the working title for the assignment was, you know what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. They changed that for obviously there's a reference. Like they thought it'd be a good reference, but they're like, oh, let's actually change this. Yeah, like I get it, and that is, you know. Yeah, I I get it, but oof, oof. At least it wasn't a post so, game change, it was a before they released a change. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, yeah. So uh one other mission that I have here is that uh you can get the ingredients for the uh the janitor and uh, you can bring that back to him and he makes a nice meal for everybody and then everybody starts saying like whoa he actually can cook it's not he's not terrible calamari gumbo so that's an yeah so that's a nice little moment uh on the normandy and then also after you do go to the citadel and then come back you get messages from uh Shiara and Dr. Michelle uh just kind of checking in see what's going on Shiara does reference the words of, uh, like the little, like, uh, not fortune, but the, like the words of, uh, like not promise. I, uh, I guess I'll go with fortune for lack of a better term, but, uh, the little words that she gave you as far as like her, her, uh, her feelings toward not feelings toward you, but like her reading of you, I guess. It's like a little prophecy, uh, she, I guess. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. She does reference that. Yeah. Yeah, I like the email system in this game. I like that you, you know, it, they just they use it nicely to throw in little bits of color where it's like, hey, we weren't going to write a whole bunch of dialogue for this, but here's a nice note. Yeah, between the email system and the news reports, uh, they do a good way of of because uh, especially it would feel a little bit like like okay, like it makes sense that uh, like Ranith and Optus we talked about last time was on involved with the Krogan cloning again. Like it's a little bit of a callback, but at the same time, like, okay, like we can kind of see like how she might wind up in that situation. But if you go to like Zakir Ward and like all the people that you saw before, like uh Chorban and and mm-hmm. uh you know Shiara it, especially it wouldn't make sense for Shiara to be there. Right. She should be up, you know, she's like, oh I'm visiting a client or something. Like I guess they could you know they could make some BS reason up. But rather than you know shoehorning everybody that you saw all over the citadel before now they're all right here because even then it feels a little bit like convenient like oh yeah like why are the petrovskis here of all places um but yeah rather than shoehorning everybody in there they can be wherever they were and they just send you because you don't need you don't need anything more than just like hey shepherd i remember you from the first game do you remember me and like that's about it you don't need to right unless they're giving you a, a quest or a mission or anything like you're just looking for that, like oh that guy, I remember that guy, and then you move on with your life. Absolutely. Let's look at over here. I notice there's one mission you don't have on here, and there's a what's that? There's some krogans talk about some fish. That's because I haven't finished it because they're looking for the koi in the presidium. Yeah, there's they're they're talking about some fish on the uh, on the citadel on the on the on the like. So I watch. You think there's some fish in there, and they're arguing back and forth. Can actually go up to the lounge upstairs, talk to one of the janitors, who apparently gets this question a lot. He's like, "Is there any fish in the in the water?" Like, no, it's usually there just for this where just we purify the water as our emergency water supply. And I guess they use it for like cooling and stuff as well. So it's like nothing living in there. Huh. And so you don't actually have to get a koi from the presidium. No, no you just got to just literally go talk to the janitor in the lounge, and uh, he'll tell you, "No, you can't do that." You can, though, get a koi fi- a fake koi fish and give it to him and say that it was there. 
Screw can it. and should. <laughs> All right, because I thought at some point I was going to have a chance to go actually back to the Presidium. And be like, oh, I guess I have to go back to the Presidium and get a koi, and I just haven't done that yet. So okay, no, I was I was never going to the Presidium. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, you you can do that. You don't have to. But uh, a funny thing is, is actually kind of reference because like uh, they're also they're talking. They're talking about there was a, a or not went into the council channels originally, which is talking about Rex. Rex yeah. went there with you, and also Rex had made some cuts. Sometimes when Rex was in your party, he'd say he wants a snack. It was wondering if there's fish in the water. Ah, uh, Rex. Yeah, but I, I love the janitor because he also says like everybody always asks him where the bathroom was because apparently no one can find the bathroom on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why we have a men's room and a woman's room on the Normandy, so Shepard doesn't have to worry about that. But where is the Asari room? They're neither. Huh. They even use. I, I feel like they don't use the bathroom. They evolved <laughs> past that. They just biotics the the BMs away or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Biotic power is actually just their piss. Oh no! Oh that's no! Why the, uh, that's why the that's uh, why the the garbage is is accessible in in uh, Zaid space. That the Asari's just go down there, shoot it out into space. <laughs> Did anybody ever? Did, I spent way too much time in that area, though. Making trash go off the. Oh yeah, garbage. shooting garbage <laughs> there, out there. Yeah. Is there any? It's just the you thing just, to do. There's no because yeah, it's yeah. There's nothing. I mean, you can just sit there and cl- you you click the thing, and the little cube comes out, and then you click the other thing, and it shoots out into space. And it looks a little nicer in Legendary. Actually, I think they somebody went and touched that animation up just a little bit, so you can really, uh, you can really see that cube flying off into space now. I just wish there was like a they someone slid like a, a, a companion cube out of there because I could do that now. Just a little something silly. <laughs> That'd be or a Rubik's cube or something. Just something that's not trash. Actually, I think the best thing would have been like a gef, just a a, a, a box of gef. <laughs> box of gef. <laughs> Light still flashing. It's just but it's all square. Uh, that that can only happen after you have Legion in your party. <laughs> Dude, Legion's there. He's like. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's if Legion doesn't survive the uh, final mission. But all right, I think uh, I think that wraps up the Citadel for now. Uh, so next time, I think we'll be getting into now that we've we've collected our our party, as it were. Woo! I think we're uh, we're ready to start uh, dealing with some collector stuff. Forgot about those guys. And see them in a bit. Yeah. So let's, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get to that next time. And, uh, thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. And thank you for downloading and listening at home. We are at squad goals N seven on Twitter. Also at the mash network, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? You can find me at WD on Twitter and on Twitch. That's the word double Y E W D E E. Uh, and here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Kuro, where can folks find you? They can follow me on Twitter at Kurobaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurobara. You can also find me every week on Dropping Spicy, our Apex Legends podcast, where we talk about everything in Apex Legends. And then you can follow me monthly at Extra Spicy if you're a Patreon. Which you really should. We talk about interesting stuff like dog stories or camping trips or why God of War is the be- is the best anti misogynist game ever. 
about you, Nick? And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash discord, and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you think of the cramped-in Citadel, or uh, how much fun Jack is at parties. Let us know at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. This is my favorite podcast on the network. See you, Commander. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 